The Dark Side of Eve, Chapter 6, Facets of the Truth Previously on The Dark Side of Eve Eve was used by Farah to make her plans work. However, all the women around her enjoy the new laws. Slowly, the society starts to change. Episode 20 On her way to the hospital, Eve thought about what had happened yesterday and what would happen today. For a moment, she noticed people staring at her. Were they whispering? Could this be? Was it just by chance? She was sure she was wrong. Could a rumor run so quickly? And who would spread the rumor? It was just the being and her. Really? She walked on, and the closer she came to the hospital area, the more nervous she became. Then she reached the lounge, and now she was sure people were talking when she passed. People were looking at her walking through the hall. A few moments later, she opened the door to her ward and saw a woman standing in the corridor. Now she was very nervous. Slowly, she walked on, not really sure what would happen. Then the first woman started to clap her hands, and the others followed. The applause for Eve grew. The further she went, the more women came out of their rooms and clapped their hands. Never, never in her entire life she felt lifted and respected like this. Even if it was on this divided and foreign world, she felt home. During the following days, there were also some critics, but not many. Eve was afraid the kids would be affected by these words, but nothing happened. They continued school as usual, and despite Eve's fear of consequences towards the children, nobody said or gestured anything hurtful to them. Meanwhile, the new programs were discussed, laws were written and explained, but the adults did not harm the children or even made an attempt, to Eve's relief. Eve worked as usual. The new laws were installed, and after a while the excitement was over. During these days, General Warren O'Neill was released from the hospital. He went to the palace and kneeled in front of the arbitress, devoted as always, but she did not look at him. Later, he tried to ask why she was angry. It took him a long time, nearly an hour, to be brave enough to speak to her first. You have a high protector. Ask her what she did. Get out of my sight. Farah said, and two guards pulled him up and escorted him out of the office. He had to leave the palace and did not know why. What had happened? What would happen now? He did not know, and he didn't know how to live on. He was in despair. In front of the last door, he sat and cried in silence. All his entire life, he fulfilled his fate. Much more than one time, he had asked Gordon McKenzie to let him die, and now, after all this pain and sorrow, he did not even know what's going on, what he did wrong. After a short while, a female guard, dressed in the uniform of the military academy, came to his place. General O'Neill? Slowly he looked at the guard. I shall bring you to the academy. 
please follow me. As in a dream he followed her. Through hallways and corridors they went. They passed the gate of the academy, and an old friend was standing in the hall, waiting for him. Martin Donovan hugged him. Warren, it is great you are here. I am so happy that you are now our leader. No one else has deserved this position more than you. Warren was confused. What happened? Didn't they tell you you are the new leader? I have no idea what happened. They threw me out of the palace. The arbitress does not want to see me any more. Tell me what's going on. Martin told his friend what had happened. He spoke about Eve, the new laws, and the meeting with the being. It is a miracle. She is new on Zelan, and she is brave enough to talk to the council. She changed our life, Warren. We are free. We have rights. Warren looked so confused. You get an apartment, and you are free. The stars we are cares about you. Isn't that great? Warren was still in a dream, a nightmare. He didn't understand a single word. She hates me, Martin. She will torture me. Please hide me somewhere. Warren started crying again, and Martin hugged him gently. Today it would not be possible to explain everything to Warren. He was too confused, Martin understood. Slowly they went to the apartment, and Martin sent Warren to bed. He had to relax. Tomorrow we will meet, and then you will understand. Martin left and Warren's thoughts were running riot in his brain. Sitting on his bedside, he wasn't sure if he could sleep. He had a bad headache and problems to breathe. The stress was too large for him, but then he fell asleep. His body took a breath itself. Meanwhile, Eve was ordered to the arbitress. She was sitting in front of her desk and the arbitress looked at her in an intensive but also cruel way. It took a few moments before she started to talk. As you can imagine, I am not thrilled. But on the other hand, I am also interested in your ideas. Forget Warren. His submissive behavior was annoying, but I will not give up on having a slave. I will get myself a new one. I already did. Having a star sphere at your side, you have an important guardian, and I'm smart enough not to argue. Eve opened her mouth to speak, but Farah went on talking. I will not let you undermine my system, but I have an idea that satisfies the two of us. To change the rules of society can be good, and I am interested. I lived in this system for a very long time, and I forgot how it was before we followed the beings. Your new ideas are helpful, but I expect you to tell me first before you speak about any idea to anybody else, included the beings and the star sphere. That is the only way we can fulfill this plan. I'm sorry, it was not my intent to undermine you. We talked and it was just an idea. It came up suddenly. It was not my plan to affront you. But sure, I will talk to you about new ideas. I know it was not your aim, but it happened. I am the one to solve the problems. If my position is compromised, other women will take over and destroy the complete system. The beings are also divided. Not every being enjoys our way of life. They want to harm us, to annihilate our creator. There is more power than you can imagine. I am the one to save mankind from chaos and disaster. For my skills and myself, we have no replacement. Some say I am arrogant, but I am not. I did not ask for this position. I was forced, and I tried all my life to work the best I can. Without me, mankind will be destroyed, by our own people and by other beings. 
You would not know about that, and I don't blame you, but I am serious. We must work together. You have the ideas, and I have the power to make them happen. Our talk is finished. Eve was a little confused, but got up out of the chair. As she went towards the door, the arbitress said, One point is still to mention. Whatever this society will become in the future, one or law will live. Never touch it. The arbitress gives life, and they take it. Handle this with care. Para's head turned to the holographic monitor, and the talk was over. Eve turned to the door and left. The next morning, Martin went to Warren. They had a coffee in the small kitchen of the apartment, and Martin explained again to his friend what had happened. There is no need to be afraid. You are free. The arbitress has no rights on you any more. This new surgeon, Eve Schmidt, she spoke with the council. I know it is weird, but it happened. They spoke about the society situation and decided to change the law. The arbitress herself made new laws and supported the ideals of Eve. We have rights now, and you are the first one to be freed. You can live and work here as a free citizen of Ceylon. Nobody, not even a woman, is allowed to force you if you don't want to. Why did I get the job? What about you? You are the first choice for that position. I am not bad, but not as good as you. And I like the job I am doing now. I am good in heat engineering and bullet radiation, but that's all. Warren nodded. He knew Martin was right. He was definitely the best in military engineering, but he wasn't able to lead. Could he still do this after all these years?' <laughs>